Well, hello, everybody. My name's Johnny. I've been in the leadership team. I also have a really big heart for children's work, and I love to see young families, and I love to see all generations. So, well, you are all very welcome. Um, I don't know about you, but earlier, uh, that got my heart racing. <laughs> all those actions and jumping around, and my watch asked me if I'm doing a workout. That's how unhappy I am. <laughs> Anyway, I hope you both enjoyed it. Uh, and today we're talking about the parable of the hidden treasure. Now, I love treasure, so that's why I've kind of picked that as the theme for today. But first of all, I'm going to tell you, while I was doing my research, I found out about a real story of a real hidden treasure. I mean, not saying that the Bible story isn't real, but obviously Jesus telling a story illustrating something. But this is something that actually happens in the 1990s. A Suffolk farmer called Peter Watling found or misplaced his hammer in a field. So what did he do? Well, he called one of his friends to come with a metal detector to try and find it. And as they were going through the field trying to find this hammer, they stumbled upon through the metal detector a massive hall of treasure. Now, just to give you an idea, this was Roman treasure, Roman coins, um, silver spoons, uh, lots of jewellery, and it all came up to a whopping three million pounds. Can you imagine what he must have felt finding that treasure? So, the British Museum got wind of this, and they wanted to buy it, but they couldn't, so they asked for um, volunteers to come forward. So they got it from various stoners. They managed to amass enough money to buy this treasure. And there it is, sitting in the British Museum, alongside the hammer that was found also in the fields. I think that's amazing. I didn't know this. So the next time I go to the British Museum, that's where I'm heading <laughs> for the hammer. <laughs> I'm sure there's something there if I had a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, so let's just remind you, remind ourselves of the passage from the Bible. It's from Matthew thirteen forty four and thirteen forty five also, which is the pearl of great price. They're both very similar um, parables. So I do think that Jesus is really trying to point something out here to us. So I'll just read it out to you. The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. In his excitement, he hid it again and sold everything that he owned to get enough money to buy the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant on the lookout for choice pearls. When he discovered a pearl of great value, he sold everything that he owned and bought it. So let's unpack that and see what treasure we have here. Um, so it's often assumed that the treasure is Jesus and that we are the people finding him. And then after that, we have to give up everything that we have in which to have relationship with him. Now, for me, that doesn't make any sense. And it goes against scripture because Jesus cannot be bought as much as heaven is not a place that you can be accessed through doing good deeds. I think. <laughs> and if that were the case, that Jesus was the treasure, 
then why is he hidden? I mean, certainly not in this day and age, uh, even if you're not Christian. Jesus is just about the most famous person that walked this earth. So let's say, rather than focusing on what we do in this parable, let's focus on what God does. He gives up everything to redeem us, his treasure. He doesn't hide from us. Why would he? But do we hide from him? I'm just going to speak for myself here. I have hidden from God before. Um, about 10 years back, I was hiding from God. And to be perfectly honest, I didn't think I was enough, didn't think I was ready enough, all those things. And so I tried to find security from insecurity. I, I was brought up in, um, in a difficult way. I had some interesting things happen. Let's just say it's colourful. And I didn't have much security in life or confidence. And I was trying to find all of those things, truth, peace, everything, in other places. I went all, all, all kinds of new age activities. Uh, nothing seemed to fulfill me. I even tried drugs. Well, that worked for a little while, but it just ends up in a path of destruction. And I probably learned the bad way or the hard way that that really didn't work. So God put things in my life. He put friends. He put conversations. He put invitations, church. And when I eventually accepted Jesus into my life, I was the one who felt like that precious treasure, unconditionally loved. It makes me feel a bit choked up, actually. Not having to accomplish anything to get it. It's absolutely for free. All I needed was an open heart. And that feeling is just so hard to describe to you. And in previous parables, they talk about the sower of the seeds and the mustard seed. And that has always seen to be God. So I think in this case, it's also God. And the field is the world. And the treasure, his treasure is us. Not only does God love us, but he loves the world too. For it says in John 3.16, For God loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to say a prayer, and after that, Tim's going to play a song. Now this was a song that I listened to in those days when I first had an encounter with God. And I feel it's really special because it talks about God calling us, each and every one of us, by name, his treasure. <clears throat> so, um, I just want, as you listen to this song after my prayer, if you're somebody who has been a Christian for a long time, or if you've only just come to faith, to think about those first moments, that encounter with God, that divine moment, moment of transformation, <clears throat> sorry, as you listen to it, or if you are um, somebody who has no faith, perhaps consider asking some more questions. Okay, I'll just pray. If you'd like to just put yourself in a position to receive prayer. Heavenly Creator, 
We come before you today with a heart full gratitude. You are the creator of the heavens and earth, yet you choose to call us your treasure. Thank you, Lord, for choosing to make us your own. Your word tells us that you are fearfully and wonderfully made in your image. You formed us with purpose and intention. Despite all our flaws and shortcomings, you see us as precious and valuable. Help us, Lord, to truly comprehend the depth of your love for us. Allow the truth to penetrate our hearts and minds so that we may see for ourselves as you see us. When self-worth gets taken by the voices of this world, remind us our identity is as your treasured possession. Lord, we often forget our worth and value in your eyes. We strive to find it in worldly achievements, possessions, and approval from others. However, these things can never truly satisfy our souls. May we seek you, and may we long to know you better. Amen. Tim, if you can just play the music, if you want to sit in contemplation, go ahead. If you want to sing, sing along. <laughs> 